Well, I have with me again, Elizabeth Meehan, and this week we are talking about depression and our Mind Matters series and really hitting the topic of I don't fit and like how I said, everybody worries, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have anxiety. Everybody feels sad, but that doesn't mean that they have depression. So how does somebody know that maybe? be they have depression or they are depressed. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Everybody does feel sad. Everybody even may go through a day or two of depression. Really, when we start to worry about that is kind of when we hit the mark of two weeks of that overwhelming sadness or some of those symptoms of depression, not just a day or two here and there, but really a solid two weeks of feeling these things almost every day. Okay. No, that's a great benchmark. You might feel sad a couple of days, something might happen. So for a week, but once you're getting into the two weeks, perhaps it's time to, yeah. What other symptoms? So it's similar to that question, but what symptoms would somebody who is depressed might they feel? Yeah, I think heavy sadness is one of them. I've had some clients describe that as a fog. Some describe it as a thick, heavy cloud that hangs over them. They can't see the light through it. Some have described it as feeling like they're drowning. I think one that gets missed a lot is just not enjoying things that you used to enjoy. So things that you would have enjoyed before, maybe time with your kids or time with your spouse or significant other no longer sounds fun to you. Those are some symptoms as well that may or may not accompany that deep sadness. Is there, so you said two weeks, which to me is like very practical. I can keep track that. Are there a certain amount of symptoms somebody has to have to be diagnosed with depression? Not necessarily. There are many different forms of depression. So if you're looking at like what kind of diagnosis does a therapist give, there are all different kinds of criteria that we look at. Some other things that someone might look at is fatigue. How much sleep are you getting? And are you still feeling really tired when you wake up? Even if you're getting enough sleep, um, that lack of pleasure in doing things, that deep, overwhelming sadness, maybe kind of lethargy, a lack of energy, um, lack of willingness to kind of get up and go where that didn't used to be a struggle. So, you know, it depends on what type of depression you have. There are different qualifications, but any one of those can qualify you for a depression diagnosis. Okay. And, you know, we don't know who's watching or listening all the time. They may be part of our community or they just search something on YouTube and found this. But I think that it's possible that some people are wondering what causes depression. And that sounds maybe a little bit like a trick question. It's not meant to be. But if, if someone were to ask us right now, hey, what causes depression? What would we tell them? Yeah, I think depression can have a lot of different causes. One that often gets overlooked is a hormonal imbalance, which can be pretty easily corrected. Another one is lack of sleep. A lot of times that can lead to a lot of poor symptoms. There are a lot of current studies that talk about how what we eat can affect our mental health. And depression is one thing that is impacted by our diet quite strongly. Um, There are also some genetic tendencies towards depression, whether that's a nature versus nurture thing. I'm not sure we can tell 100% of the time. Maybe that's how we learn to cope with sadness or frustration because it's what we saw our parents do. Maybe it is a chemical imbalance. And there seems so, and we're a faith, we're a church, and we're talking about this through kind of the faith informed lens. When I read the Bible, um, I, I think I see depression. I think that it's apparent that David suffered from depression at different points in his life, Elijah suffered from depression. Um, Job definitely had a difficult time there, although with Job's story, it seemed like 
everyone else was depressed around him and he was kind of maybe sticking it out. But what would you say to somebody who is depressed, but is also a person of faith, they're Christian, and maybe they're struggling with depression, but they're also struggling with feeling really guilty about that. Yeah. Again, you know, kind of mentioned last last week with anxiety, like guilt means you're doing something wrong. If you have depression, you're not necessarily doing something wrong. And shame says there's something wrong with me. Having depression doesn't imply that there's something wrong with you. Let's say it is a hormonal imbalance or a chemical imbalance. That means that you were created wrong and God is our creator. So we should never blame it on God that we were created wrong, just that we maybe need to look outside of just healing from God's, you know, God's hand. There are medical advances. He gave us doctors as well. And there are therapists out there to help. Um, There are great people in this world who have had depression and suffered with depression. And there are also great people in this world who have overcome depression with all the help that's out there in this world. So I, I know a lot of people do question their faith when it comes to a depression diagnosis, but it doesn't mean you don't love Jesus. Yeah. I heard it this way um, this week and I thought it was cool, but how the person talking about it kind of likened it to diabetes. With depression, there might be a chemical imbalance and we can take medicine to fix that imbalance. And for some reason, people feel guilty or ashamed about that, but nobody feel guilty or ashamed if they had to take insulin because they were diabetic and their body wasn't producing enough insulin uh, or had an imbalance in that direction. And so I thought that was great because when we think about it from a chemical or even biological standpoint, we wouldn't feel guilty about having diabetes and getting treatment for that. So why do we, uh, with depression and mental health, um, what would you tell someone who is maybe realizing they thought it was just the pandemic, you know, it's just life, But they heard us say that if you're feeling kind of this way for two weeks and they're now like, I've been feeling this way for 10 months, what should we tell them? What resources do you like or recommend for somebody who's maybe waking up to this right now? I think we all know somebody who's struggled with depression. And so reaching out to friends and family members um, to say, hey, you know, what's your experience with depression? Most people could connect you with somebody who's experienced that and would have some insight for you. I also think there is a lot of really great professional help out there online. I'm not going to recommend a specific website, um, but there are some great assessments that you can take online yourself to kind of determine whether or not we're at that red flag place with depression symptoms. If you are, talk to your primary care provider. Talk to your doctor. Uh, Medication might be a route you want to take. They can help assess for that. Call a therapy place. Get connected with a therapist who can help assess the same thing. Most therapists cannot prescribe medication. Most don't choose to direct you that way very quickly because there's a lot of therapy that can help as well without medication. Sometimes it is needed and often it's best to leave that decision up to the professionals. But reach out if you're feeling like these symptoms are overwhelming and just changing the quality of your life. And so somebody who's watching, maybe we've just assured them that they aren't depressed. They're just having, you know, they've had a couple rough days or, you know, in and out of seasons of roughness. But they love someone, they know someone who uh, is checking a lot of these boxes. And as we're talking about in the message that what tends to happen with depression is that a person withdraws and how family and friends begin to see the withdrawal is as a disinterest. And so it's not that family and friends stop caring. It's actually kind of maybe the opposite where they, I care about you. And since you don't seem interested, I'm going to stop bothering you. 
but we're challenging that. And we're saying, hey, you know, no, that's not the answer. So what can we tell people who love someone who has been withdrawn, who's been isolating themselves for a year or longer? How can we help a friend? Yeah, I think to be persistent and to offer kindness and understanding, never judgment. If you feel like they're withdrawing, to come back with harsh criticism is never going to solve that problem. But to offer kindness and a soft landing for when they are ready to acknowledge what's going on, especially if this is going on with one of your kids. You might notice that, right? That one of your kids is having some of these symptoms. To discipline that or to come down harshly on that isn't going to help or to even make judging statements um, about why they're losing friends or pulling back from friends is not going to help. But to just be a soft landing and to have that understanding. I will always tell people, if you see someone struggling or you think they're struggling, pray. God will put words of wisdom in your mouth uh, for how to talk to that person if you're looking for it. That's so great. And that's what we're going to be challenging people with this week is to uh, reach out to some people and to trust that God will help guide that conversation a little bit um, because we do care about those people. We're all part of this body of Christ. And uh, when one part suffers, we all suffer. Is there anything you'd want to say directly to someone who's watching or listening uh, about depression? Yeah, I think probably the most clear message we can give is that you are not alone and that there is hope. There's so much hope for positive change. There are so many tools that can be taught to turn the tide on these feelings that just make you feel like you're under this heavy cloud or in this fog. And you're not alone. So many other people have walked before you and have gone through the same thing. And so reach out. Let someone know that you're struggling. You'll find a soft spot to land somewhere. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining us this week. It was under uh, different circumstances than we planned for the last week, but we're so glad to have you um, again this week. I love that your church is doing this, Stephen. I think it's really important.